Matt Hancock, and I'm running to be your next Prime Minister. For the last few years, we've been distracted and divided. We need a fresh start. The world is changing. But we can master those changes for our benefit. I believe in free enterprise. And free society. I believe in strong families. And strong families that come in all shapes and sizes. And that business is a force for good in the world. From the smallest market trader. To the biggest multinational. I believe that the world is getting better thanks to the power of human ingenuity. But more than anything, I believe in people. I believe that each and every person has a contribution to make to society. And the role of government is to give each and every one of us the chance to make something of our lives. So, so if I, I become Prime Minister, Minister this, this is, is what I'll do. I'll deliver Brexit with a plan that brings people together so we can move our country. I'll win the case for capitalism with the focus on putting pounds in pockets, tackling low pay and seeing living standards increase. I'll harness modern technology like in the NHS where it's saving lives every single day. I'll secure our nation's future by investing in a long-term plan for education. Let's restore this nation's confidence. With the patriotic unionism that brings people together. A, a politics, politics that, that unites, unites, not divides. I know we can win the future. So, so let's, let's move, move forward, forward together. Let's jump forward to exactly four days later. I'm incredibly grateful for all the support that I've received throughout this campaign. And I'm really proud that we've set the agenda and fighting for values of free enterprise and a free society and trying to make sure that the Conservative Party is focused on delivering for people and winning the centre ground of politics. I've put myself forward as the candidate of the future, but it's increasingly clear that the party, understandably, is looking for a candidate for the unique circumstances that exist now. So I've decided to withdraw from this race and find other ways to advance the values that I hold so strongly, the need for the Conservative Party to be pro-business, pro-enterprise, open, outward-looking, gregarious, and engage, supporting every individual to make the best that they can in life. I'll be talking to all the other candidates and see how best we can promote those values in the, uh, in the days to come in this contest and then through government over the months and years ahead. Hello and welcome back to TF, uh, the TF edition. Early edition, early in the week edition. Welcome to TF, early in the week edition. I'm Riley and I'm remembering how to talk just now. I'm here in studio, of course, with Milo. Hey, it's me, your boy. Remember me? That, that's me. That's who you're listening to. Hi. Uh, Nate, Mr. Nate on the boards. Hi, Mr. it's me. Mr. Too Damn on the boards. I'm just so damn on the boards, it's not even yeah, funny. Cool when, borders when, over here. When I'm not in the studio, the boards don't work because they're temperamental devices and you need the requisite amount of empathy and healing crystals to work them. Riley, completely <laughs> exempt from this. Yeah, I exactly. don't think that it, anyone in this on this podcast can operate these boards as much just, as me. Just Marianne to, podcasting energy. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to wear Nate's special dad shorts to operate the boards. That's the rule. I, I have never 
Uh, and Alice, of course, calling in on the phone. What's up? Aligning my podcasting chakra. Mm. I have never successfully operated the boards. <laughs> and that's for damn sure. Mm. I, 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 I've... There's always been some kind of fiasco. The, the the second monitor is not plugged in. I don't know what to queue up. It just stops working. It doesn't work. It records at a really weird frequency. Um, just awful creatures, the boards. Please, if there's only one, it's a fiasco. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon and you can get like pitched up or pitched down Trash Future. Yes. Uh, Al- <laughs> Fast forward Trash yeah, Future. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's Alvin book, ch- Chipmunks. You can even hear that. What's well, happened to your brain you- today? <laughs> what, 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 what is like, like, it's like Riley's whole Ramadan. brain is doing like a 404 file not found. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that I remember was that you one time recorded, I think it was the Mark Fisher episode. You actually recorded it um, and it was like a sample mismatch. And so when I played it, it was basically trying to play your recording at a... At, it, like it had been recorded too slow almost so because of the mismatch and so it was you talking about mark fisher but you were talking about mark fisher and like reading really <laughs> emphatic about it but you know that like yeah. deep down this is what we talk about when we talk about hauntology and like part of me was like is this riley's normal voice and it took me a while to figure out whether or not that was your normal voice and then finally yeah. i was like no he doesn't talk like this well, people asked if I- is when you do a spooky ghost voice and nothing else <laughs> i will not learn any differently exactly look if we really want to hear about hauntology I think we have to look no further than literally the worst thing that's happened Hauntology. in weeks. <laughs> the worst thing that's happened in weeks, Matt Hancock is no longer running ah. to be the leader of the Conservative Party and therefore Prime Minister of Britain. Yeah, Shahid. I'm, pu- I'm pouring Rest out a power. full... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pouring out a full mug of fuel for my boy. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 interesting. People might not know this, but technically, the rules of hauntology, as they were laid down by Mark Fisher, are that Matt Hancock's campaign is hauntology now. Mm. It well, is because you're you're envisioning the future you might have had if Matt Hancock had been the prime minister, if everything had been made an app, if yeah. his mm. beautiful, weirdly off-color prints on Belgian waffles launch cookies. You know, those could have been the start of something bigger. But instead, people looked at those beautiful Stroopwafels and his beautiful face that was printed in a a mismatched color profile. And they said, I could have this, but instead I want to toast the HMS racism. And then they voted for Boris Johnson. I want the racism mop. Give me the racism mop. It's very, it's, it's very, it's very depressing. All of those businesses that will go unencouraged, those, <laughs> those startups that will not receive their attaboy, those um, all those people that might have gotten into parkour but now won't. No. Um, those people who might have learned about their body. Just think, think about, like, think about all of the fun speeches that person that 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 human labrador could have made from the podium outside downing street where the main message was that britain just has to get together and try its best because the real secret of britain is and then he takes a little piece of paper and he says the people amazing and instead we're just gonna get slurs so yeah yeah. Matt Hancock envisions a political career as being like one of those like uh, screwball like loser comedies from the mid two thousands, where like the way to solve Brexit <laughs> is like, oh gee, the cost of doing Brexit is exactly the same as the prize in the dance competition. <laughs> well, I guess we've just got to assemble a crack team of misfits and and learn our steps, boys. It really Matt is a it- shame because like he has the reality bending powers where everything around him becomes as stupid as he does. Yeah. So it, yeah that, imagine that would, that would that. happen. That would happen. 
Yeah, he becomes prime minister and somehow magically he actually solves all of the problems because it's like a video game and it just adjusts to his abilities. <laughs> he, he plays governance on easy mode and like suddenly it's like, oh, well, to solve global warming, you just have to uh, count the gnomes in this <laughs> in this picture. Matt Hancock, bring it on. That'd be amazing. That would be actually be amazing if Matt Hancock yeah. learned about his body when he had to learn how to break dance. Absolutely. And Ja Rule's in the film for some it's, reason. It's, I don't know why. I don't even think that's canonical. <laughs> it would be someone no. less current than Ja Rule. It would be like DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> yeah. And I, w- I really, now we we are haunted by never getting to know what his solutions to global warming would have been because, my God, I wanted to see them. Yeah. He's this- watching Kelly Rowland text Bow Wow on Microsoft Excel <laughs> and he's going, fantastic use of technology. Very <laughs> did, entrepreneurial. Does he, call to, did he call to any drugs or was it just all of the others, by yeah, the way? Yeah, he got off that uh, round. He cops to doing a huge line of enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the the thing. I don't think Matt Hancock actually smoked weed. I think he was given a small bag of oregano for 200 pounds. (laughs) Matt Hancock is actually... a very heavy bag of oregano. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Hancock is actually furiously addicted to K2. He's just getting fucked up off it nonstop, having seizures. Ketamine 2, electric boogaloo. (laughs) That's what they call the Northern Powerhouse. Uh, that's a reference for all of our Manchester listeners where K2 Spice is an enormous problem. <laughs> I think it's an enormous yeah. problem everywhere because Britain, the, I don't know, it's weird to see it's Canada. the second highest in the world. It's weird to see Canada <laughs> doing something right the first time, uh, but Canada's legalized weed, whereas Britain will never legalize weed because I don't even know. You don't even have like the crazy drug war shit here. They just don't want to do it. I don't it's understand. not cocaine. Yeah. And, like, and, the only and, like, drug you do in Britain. The, the only effect of the new psychoactive substances thing has been to make every British city smell considerably weirder. Like, <laughs> I, I'm used to it just smelling of weed, but now Union Street just kind of smells like burning TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting, getting... Damn, 2011 vibes. <laughs> yeah, um... Also, uh, it's just a, a quick side note before we before we do our um, like kid kid who got killed in a car crash and then hit a, a tributary video is played at the at the prom uh, review of review of Matt our Hancock's hearts. campaign. Yeah, yeah uh, we'll always be in up. our hearts, wake kind of thing. It, won't wake up. <laughs> run me for leader. I won't run. <laughs> um, Matt Hancock. <laughs> um, we, I, I wanted to take a Wake moment. Wake me up and save me from this Brexit. Come on, it would be wake me up and make my and it would it make me up and um make my doctor an app. <laughs> Bring me my wife. Sorry, that would be Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, Matt Hancock. Uh, Man, ha- Matt Hancock is not someone who seems to be overly concerned about the state of his marriage. No, he's not because, a wife yeah. guy. I no, imagine him having like a Bert and Ernie relationship with another man, where it's like <laughs> on Separate the surface beds. it looks gay, but it isn't gay at all. It's, <laughs> it's purely like a cohabiting friendship. Yeah, and no, that's it's what a, he thinks it's just efficient. It's a yeah, great yeah. way to learn about Ma- your body. Matt, Han- <laughs> Matt, Han- Matt, Han- Matt Hancock has had a flatmate for the last like 40 years and the flatmate has somehow tricked Matt Hancock into saying, no, you just pay the rent. I just pay the council tax and utilities. And that's fair because I pay two things. And he's like, I'm getting a great deal here. <laughs> His flatmate is like a guy called Chad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's like, he's, uh, he's basically the Brad Pitt character from uh, True Romance. Did I, did I like, ever tell you? Uh, Matt, you want to smoke a bowl or something? He never does. Did I ever tell tell you that I went to university with a guy named Chad who wore a jumper with the word Chad written on it in big block letters? <laughs> it's where he went on his gap year. 
Africans. We love Central Africa. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you're telling me you didn't have a jumper that said Riley? Come on. If someone wants to get me one, I will own it. It was named after the Riley podcast, the Riley to Riley, direct to Riley Reed podcast. <laughs> the a, a, new, a new merchandise thing is just a shirt that just says Riley on it and other people can buy it. <laughs> but but Riley is in quote marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let, okay. Um, note to whoever note, note to whoever wants to, to do the shirt. <laughs> uh, note, note to our shirt maker. Please make that shirt. Um, no, also, it's, it's very fun that uh, the conservatives are all doing... Um, uh, a, a full decriminalization of drugs for them and their friends, mm. um, which is which is great. Can I can I interject? Mm-hmm. What in the fuck is wrong with people? They're like, oh, we should we should drug test MPs now. It's like, I Britain doesn't have the culture of drug testing for everything, unlike America. And when I saw that, I'm like, guys, are well, you for real? We've we've got to stop them from using performance enhancing substances. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> yeah. MPs running at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> look, look. If you have to ingenuitize that quickly, and you have access to ayahuasca, no one else has a chance. Yeah, no. That that's why there are no trans MPs. It's the same thing as the IAAF. You can't have it because we'd be too good at it. You'd be too powerful as MPs. <laughs> look, if she wants to compete as a male MP, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. Look. Oh, wow. So. A few months ago, um, Matt Hancock was interviewed by Alistair Campbell, and he was asked a question about what how, a meeting of the minds. How he would have reacted to Boris Johnson saying "fuck business" when he was told that business that Brexit would be bad for business. Matt Hancock responded, "It is totally unacceptable to use that sort of language around business." <laughs> My beautiful son, business. business. Business is a delicate creature. It has a really, it's, it's to do with its uterus. It requires a delicate hand and touch. You must shelter it from these harsh facts of the world. Yeah, you can't you can't swear near business because most businesses are actually uh, minors. Well, They're only a couple yeah. years old, especially the best ones. Businesses should only be allowed out with a chaperone until they're married. <laughs> businesses are small beans who must have anxiety. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this business be wearing dungarees, yo. Ugh, God damn. God, I hate it when my business says ooh. ooh. It's it's mm. look, Britain's Britain's very sweet businesses need to be protected um, because. Matt believes that they are the they are they're not just the source of our our many fine apps, um, a scooter service that will allow us to all get run over with greater speed. Mm. Um, I don't know a, a, a way to have emergency surgery, but to like pay less for it with a medical student, and the medical student also gives you a delivery. Like all of these things are enabled it by business. Includes a haircut, so you get a discount. Uh, no, this you is get a ju- cookie and a latte. Look, if you get if if your if your surgery includes a haircut, this is just another example of the 2019 mimicking things that came hundreds of years in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess in a way, I guess in a way, a haircut is a kind of very non-invasive surgery. See, meanwhile, I'm just thinking, well, just combine some dental care at it while you're at it, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm already unconscious. Fuck around, you know. Yank some teeth out. <laughs> yeah, get me yeah. fucked up on laudanum. I don't care. I mean, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, it's going to happen at some point. I'm either going to exactly. lose my teeth in the grave. Or I'm gonna lose them now. No. And to be fair, a cheap haircut and cheap surgery are both performed by a Turkish guy. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're if we're if we're rude to business, uh, then people won't start businesses. They'll just sort of sit on the curb with their mouth completely open and stare directly at the sun. Oh, <laughs> the Matt Hancock story. Yeah. So we have to be nice to business. I'm photosynthesizing. <laughs> we have to be nice to business we so people start them. So they don't think that if they start a business, that people will make fun of them for being a business nerd. 
Yeah. I like the idea of like uh, Matt Hancock as like overprotective boyfriend and he thinks that business is his girlfriend. Yeah, you better not be saying that kind of shit to my girlfriend, Boris, <laughs> or we're going to have a problem. You Maybe, better say sorry to my girlfriend. Okay, so Matt Hancock, Matt Hancock is a wife guy. It's just the wife is business. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay, so here's how... Look, the, the, the only real sort of hauntological artifacts left by the Matt Hancock leadership campaign uh, was the announcement speech. So mm. we're going to go through this so we can remember the good times of the last few days. I didn't realize what I was missing. I didn't. I, you never realized until it's too it late. Was like a, it was like a, it's yeah. like a beautiful butterfly that was only alive for what five days. Yeah, it was uh, a mayfly. It was. Damn it! it it's, it's brief, beautiful life was too good for this world. And when it seems the to me, you lived your life like a business in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that yes, it's a mayfly because Matt Hancock, of all the potential candidates for Tory leader, is the one most likely to see a bright light and drive right into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he <laughs> no, he would see a bright light and think that it's someone having a light bulb having business. Extremely idea. big business idea. Yeah, oh, yeah, and be like, ah, I have to go make sure I nurture the business. Mm. Um, so every house that has an open flame is just a fucking pile yeah, of dead man Hancock's all limbs. around. You know, it's a shame. It's yeah. a shame house. <laughs> you got to go check. So, just stopping Matt Hancock getting into the House of Commons by erecting a series of bug zappers. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Hancock, no, come on, let's let's let's. I like the um, I, I like the comparison that he is a Labrador that got turned into an MP by a witch. Mm. I want to stick with that one. He's an Airbud sequel. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing in the rules that says a dog a dog can't represent West Suffolk. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn, they got us on the old rule book again. <laughs> so he opens his speech. One in three people aged thirty are going to live to a hundred and get a message from future King George. <laughs> when future oh. King George runs a biker gang in the irradiated wastes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like what the original version was. One in three people are going to live to a hundred. Oh boy, I wonder what that is in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, imagine the amount of treats they'll get over that lifetime. No. Not me. My liver will collapse in about 14 years. <laughs> Two in yeah. three people under 30 are going to get taken to the vet and get a special injection. No, two and three. Two, <laughs> it's two, heroin. Two and three people uh, under the age of thirty are going to become organ farms for the other one third, enabling ah. them to live to a hundred and get, receive a, a special phone call from King George. They still do that, by the way. If you turn a hundred, you get a phone call from like the other world's oldest woman. You get a telegram. Yeah, it? yeah well, you can bond you get, over you, the racism. Yeah, which is weird because telegrams don't exist anymore. But it's very appropriate for people aged a hundred who probably think they still do. Mm. Anyway, um. So the Queen sends you a message on Telegram. Yeah, the t- <laughs> <laughs> Weed, pills, Mandy, all pain. Just the other kind of telegram and the Queen gets radicalized into ISIS. Congrats on the big hundred. You may as well try. <laughs> um, right, so this is how he starts his speech. It's very forward looking and very happy. He says, Now, I know there are problems that need to be fixed as we go forward with our with our journey. Uh, but in the parts of our life where we don't need politics to sort it out, problems are actually being solved. For example, millennials are more likely to start a business than any generation in history. Cool. We've started a business, and it's this. It's hell. <laughs> this isn't a sign of a healthy economy. We have a, tra- we have a podcast about how everything's terrible, and we make a poverty wage from it. <laughs> and we're on Matt Hancock's statistic as, like, why 2019 is great. What the fuck is wrong with the planet? Plus, once a week, we feature a business that is terrible in its own distinct dog shit way. Mm. 
Yeah, we're a terrible business that ex- like highlights how terrible all the other businesses are that are even worse than ours. If anything, Within and against the business community. If any, mm. if anything, we're a we're a negative business. We're a, we're like a business that's a bad influence. <laughs> Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock doesn't want his his nice businesses hanging around with our business. Damn, our business is like wearing a leather jacket and smoking a cigarette. I was going to say, I hate it when our business goes outside with a wallet chain and peer pressures just the other businesses. Yeah, our, our, so, our business is wearing a leather jacket with a back just says Riley with quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> so old man Hancock telling his daughters in like a little Bo Peep costume, "You don't go hanging around with those trash future boys. They're bad news." Trash future. What that conception of trash future boys <laughs> basically sounds like like the the villains in a Beano cartoon. It's like they all wear matching jackets with like numbers one through four on them, and <laughs> instead of saying Riley, we can just have a cool bitchin' dragon on them or yeah. something like that. Already, no, I'd rather have my name. They're all <laughs> eating jam with a spoon out of a jar that has a gollywog on it. That would actually yeah. be kind of amazing if we're like the, the, the weird rockabilly street gang cartoon characters from the Beano, but instead of having the, the, the cool dragon on our jackets, they just all say Riley and <laughs> nobody knows what their names are. Awesome. Please, I would like that. I unironically want that. Pokemon Team Riley. Speak to the jacket guy. Okay. So, but also, more likely to start a business than any other generation in history, because there's no fucking money. There's no jobs. There aren't any jobs. And the jobs that there are suck. So, yes, this is a bad sign, you moron. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because Milo and I are prime employment age. <laughs> we don't have jobs. We work in a podcasting basement. And also, we don't need politics to sort it out. For example, the number of jobs there are, that's not politics, actually. You'll no. find that's, that's a fact of how good we are. If you measure our moral worth as a society, mm. we have that many jobs. Yeah, but it's, it's so, Matt Hancock, so it's not moral worth. It's inspiration. It's how inspired yeah. we are. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I forgot. Yep, you're right, Alice. Gosh, I've recently heard about this thing called fitspiration, and I'm hoping to kind of fitspire the, the economy to get really jacked on jobs. He hasn't heard of fitspiration yet, and he's going to, and he's going to say something like that. Oh, can you please at like he quits politics and he and he does like a sort of like Craig David 180 and start and just becomes like a fitspiration Insta guy where he's just like at the gym. Matt Hancock Matt absolutely Hancock. would be a Tybo instructor. Jack, I mean, yeah. let's be real. Jacked Hancock when. But train dirty, eat clean. No, he, he carries on. We got we got so much of this to get through. We gotta we gotta keep it skippy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what <laughs> what's it, that skippy? <laughs> shut up. But when it comes to understanding me, Matt Hancock, I don't think it's so much the backstory that matters. For me, it's the front story that matters. Oh, that sounds so sounds, that that may sounds be a vaguely party. sexual in like a yeah, like right. A, I don't know why, like but it does. Point, point to the doll, point to the doll where you got got touched, kind of thing. Yeah, the front <laughs> story is Barone sanitation. Yeah, <laughs> Look, listen, there may be a party in the back, but there's most certainly a business in the front. So what I think happened is he forgot is. He either forgot or decided not to use the word future. Mm. That's just, you could have just said, no, front story, parallelism at any cost, Labrador mindset. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like uh, reductive, but front story sounds like, front story sounds like the thing that would appear in an anime and like a subtitle that was just really badly translated. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, remember, remember, he's a Labrador. He's doing his best. Mm. What if Matt Hancock really liked anime? I Oh, I again. I think he would find out about it, think that that was somehow the secret to the Japanese car ma- car manufacturing skill, and then try to like put it in every hospital up and down the country. Because don't forget, just because he's no longer a leadership candidate doesn't mean he's not um, a DHSC uh, minister. So he Give does. Matt Hancock a Gundam. <laughs> Listen, the NHS <laughs> needs to go Super Saiyan. 
again, I, I, this like based on how you joke, but based on how he sees the world, and that it's just about focusing hard and being together with your friends so that you can be inspired. That sort of is how he believes like the society produces wealth. Well, I mean. Matt Hancock will be the first to tell you that all you have to do to solve society's problems is to find the weird old man looking child in the hospital and get him to detonate a nuclear bomb on New York, Tokyo. All right. You do that. Mm. Problems are solved. Makira Hancock. I recently heard this cool new song lyric. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. And what I've realized is that when you and all of your friends are together and you're pushed to the very edge, well, that's where innovation happens. <laughs> it's, he says, uh, the front story is about the future. I'm an optimist about the future. I'm excited about what it holds. I believe the world's getting better. I'm an optimist because I believe in people. I love people. Labradoodle. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, sounds, that sounds like a really, like, like a guy at the Nuremberg trials really pulling his collar, going like, Oi, I couldn't possibly have done this. I, I, I love people. I, Actually, I'm an optimist. I would never have done that. We, we were just trying to make synthetic rubber. I don't understand. Other, other side of the aisle, but Eric Mielke, the former head of the Stasi, the only time he was ever pushed to apologize for anything... Right at the fall of the the Berlin Wall, he said, "But I love everyone." <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. This it doesn't matter what you're saying. It's, this is the kind of thing you're saying when you're reaching. You've forgotten your notes. Your hand, the writing in your hand is smudged. <laughs> <laughs> I love Popple. Exactly. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, again, Labradoodle, a pure... La if you were tr yeah. to translate several barks from a Labradoodle, this is what they he would said, say. He said people accidentally, but what the smudge note on his hand actually said was, I love popcorn, which is what Matt Hancock meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an optimist, I love popcorn. <laughs> I'm also an optimist because I look at the facts. I look at the world around me and I think... How can you be an optimist if you're looking at the facts? Have you looked at the facts recently, Matt? They're Fucking shit. I don't want to spoil it for you, but the facts are not great. You know, years ago, I remember seeing a comedian and he was describing driving his son around who's four years old and his son was looking out the window of the back seat of the car and laughing and smiling and talking, kind of like laughing to himself. And he's like, he looks back at him. And he's like, what, what are you, what are you thinking about? And he's like, candy. <laughs> and that's what comes to mind when I think of Matt Hancock. Like Matt Hancock giggles to himself when he thinks about popcorn. Here's here's the thing. You didn't let me get all the way through the sentence. Oh, Sorry, God. that happens I'm, a lot. I'm I was a, jesting. I was japing. You know, I got carried away. I'm also an optimist because I look at the facts. I look at the world around me and I think, wow. <laughs> Just Wait, wow? Owen Wilson now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a wow. Vibe. wow. <laughs> Just a girl blowing a huge cloud of vape smoke. I look at the world around me and I go, "Wow." Well, that's but that's the thing. Guys, he does. You can't be you can't be the health minister with me. You're newlyweds. That's crazy. He does. <laughs> he does look at the world around him and think, "Wow," because every time he sees a building of more than four stories, he's like, "How'd they get it all up there?" He's <laughs> he has such a strong dental anesthetic energy. I love him. When they were building the fourth floor, you know, how, what, where were the other floors? <laughs> you think they, do you think they started with the top of the building and built down? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, he actually will, will one day try to dig up. Um, his example is, right now, you're less likely to die in a war than at any time in human history. <laughs> My God, God being like, is that Iran's music I hear? <laughs> 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 it's like disclaimer unless you live in the following places 
<laughs> yeah, you're less li- also you're less likely to die in a war because the technology with which war has fought means that very few civilians on say the um imperial side are going to be dying unless we blaze right through that and then everybody dies but that kind of throws off his numbers mm-hmm. that does yeah that's that's a different scenario isn't can it can only happen once so yeah uh, You're much less likely to die in a war Unless they're throwing very sharp rocks <laughs> And the kites and the rope tied to the fence <laughs> Yeah it's Just so- the IDF guy getting really angry at <laughs> It's very dangerous So yeah, you're less likely to die in a war Because most wars are just bombing campaigns Conducted by remote controlled drones That are making it basically impossible to get married or congregate in a group of three in a number of countries around the world that's only set to go up. He says, there's this huge, massive revolution driven by technology that's changing everything. And I sometimes feel like this conservative leadership debate is completely focused on the here and now. It's a bit like if it was the 1840s and we had a Tory leadership race. Indeed, the Tory leadership race is often a bit like if it was the 1840s. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit like if this was the 1840s and we had a Tory leadership race and, and they were all banging on about the corn laws while the Industrial Revolution was fundamentally changing the lives of every person in the country. Isn't that what they fucking did? Isn't that like the Corn Laws was the thing that was like the big deciding issue of the 1840s? Yes. Some of them still are banging on about the Corn Laws. But also the Corn Laws was like the repeal of the Corn Laws was like genuinely really important. It wasn't like that was like a pointless concern in the 1840s. Like, no, see, the, the, the thing the Corn is, Laws was like starving your, people to death. How is how your is counterfactual a thing that happened? <laughs> That's like going, look, a lot of people right now, they're talking about social housing. That's old news. Why aren't we talking about Bitcoin? Like, <laughs> but, but, you misunderstand. You, you just, that is the key to the understanding the Matt Hancock mindset. Because he's saying, look, in the 1840s, the new thing was factories. Grain? Grain had been around for thousands of years. So we mm. should have stopped focusing on grain, which is old, and focused on factories, which are new. You can eat coal now. <laughs> like, it's like he thinks, he thinks that um, politics is like fashion. And once you get a new thing, all of the old things become irrelevant until right. they like sort of come back around again. So like <laughs> the fact that there's a housing crisis. Oh, now because there's like a, a technology thing. No, no one needs houses anymore. <laughs> like... That's how it works. Absolutely. So, uh, so in effect, um, yeah, he he wants to he wants to stop focusing on st- on you know the things people need to live because there are exciting blockchain businesses to encourage. Yeah, and I just I wi- I know I say this often. I really wish I had his brain. He is, would be so much happier. He's so he really happy. Re- yeah, he does seem happy, doesn't he? He is so mm-hmm. happy. We must um, imagine Matt Hancock happy, as Sartre said. <laughs> that was the, that's the most poignant moment we've ever had on this show, was just us having ripped the piss out of him for like 25 minutes, just all going, yeah, he does seem a lot happier than all of us, actually, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what it'd be like to be happy. Mm. No. Mm, something no. we'll never know. No. <laughs> I, Matt Hancock, know the mantra of Silicon Valley is to move fast and break things. Which is also my m- motto as a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in true Matt, Ho- Matt Hancock style, he um, he gives himself a parallel motto, which is nice. move fast and make things happen. <laughs> Damn. Is, is, Got him. Is breaking that, things... that actually sounds like the brain thought pattern of, like, of a Labrador in motion. It's chasing after a ball. Move fast, move fast, move fast. Make things happen. Make things happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So move and also breaking isn't a thing that happens. That's not contained within that. No. No. Within a set of things. Well, I mean, when you do parkour and you're Matt Hancock and you're like in your 40s, moving fast and breaking things is part of the plan. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so he says that that mantra. But things that really matter are starting to break, like our sense of national community, the self-esteem of children. <laughs> Boris Johnson has been going around talking smack to children. Just, just I hate Boris it when Johnson, Boris Johnson bullies all the school children in Britain. Just going Whoa. around effortlessly thrashing uh, children at rugby. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, that was my favorite. Yes, he did. Yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one piece threw of a Japanese he child does. out of the way. That was actually very anime. But like the Japanese <laughs> child flying through the air as Boris Johnson charges Boris, forward. Boris Johnson in that scenario was a kaiju. I just love the idea that Boris Johnson, wherever he goes, he just creates the conditions to make Fist of the North Star a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that reference. Yeah, that's fine. There, there'll be like five people listening to this show who like anime. Yeah, like, we, we, yes. we had Sartre and then Fist of the North Star, so we're covering all our bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it, was the sound of Dungarees tensioning. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, he says further, the, the next thing, the self-esteem of children, the possibility of civilized debate. Damn, I hate it when the possibility of civilized debate is broken. <laughs> what a what a what a normal thing to say. What a thing debate to break. Machine broke. <laughs> this is this is literally the meme I made today of like, do you remember the old meme format with like there's one door with no one standing outside it and there's one door with like a queue around the street and I made it so above the door with no one standing by it it said like civilized debate and over the other door it said free dildos. <laughs> yeah, and I was and, just like sad but true. You know what? This is this is the yeah. Britain that Matt Hancock sees us becoming if right. we allow ourselves to be coarsened under Boris exactly. Johnson or succumb to the ideology that of non-business, th- perhaps worse under Gosh, Jeremy Corbyn. Why give away free dildos when you could be selling those? That could be a great entrepreneurial thing for Britain. Yeah, it, it's business is about people. Oh, oh, we'll get into that actually. What dildos? No. Not dildos necessarily. Uh, Finally, our sense of relevance and meaning and belonging in a world of algorithms and machines. The 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 alienation of man in late capitalism confronted by Matt Hancock (laughs) is like like trying to fix the Chernobyl uh, power plant computer thing with a big spanner made of chocolate. It's like... (laughs) He also writes about like modern technology in a very kind of like H.G. Wells kind of way. Like, oh, the machines. Mankind <laughs> is now subordinated to the dervishes. But it's also sort of like, do you think he even knows what an algorithm actually is? No, he, it's no, numbers. It's numbers and math. And it makes things, and it helps you pick a movie or a pizza. Exactly. It's just, it's weird. It's a kind of dance. I, I think I could only have a fondness for Matt Hancock because I never paid attention to what he actually said and I only got my information about him as interpreted by Trash Future, the show yes. that I'm on. But you reading his actual words aloud to me, I'm just like, I, the charm has worn off. No, it's, if anything, it has been burnished for me. <laughs> because I, I can only imagine like Matt Hancock staring staring into the void and just putting one hand over his eyes and be like, oh, that's a dark void. You see this dark void? Wow. So much yeah. opportunity in this void. So much opportunity in the void. R- he really is others. currently having the Mr. Burns with the giant fake wax muscles moment. Yeah. <laughs> he looks, um, Matt Hancock looks at a dark void like an estate agent looks at a dank cellar and is like, oh, look at this. Fantastic aspect. <laughs> Perfect for podcasting. And- you could get 18 Romanians so, in here. <laughs> in, in the place of all those good things, uh, the self-esteem of children, the sense of national community, the possibility of civilized debate, uh, our sense of relevance, meaning, and belonging. They're being replaced by the threat of automation, 
Poor mental health. Angry Not by ideolo- automation, but just the threat of it. Mm. Yeah. Angry you, you get a, you get a brick through your window with just automation written on it. <laughs> Ang- you get a, like a phone call, like R A R the IRA voice that's like, "We're going to automate your job." <laughs> Ang- angry ideologies clashing on social media, dividing communities, and unpicking the fabric of the nation. Damn, I hate it when people unpick the fabric of my nation. Yeah. Pick, unpick. Yeah. yeah you get Damn, like what a brand does that in even your mean? Nation, and you it's, just it's, like. If you reply to Matt Hancock by either spoonerizing his name or with the like pig poop balls gif, it unpicks another thread in the fabric of the nation. And yeah. eventually, uh, England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales will become four separate countries. Well, the it's thing just- is, though, that that's important because, you know, Penelope has been weaving the thread of the nation, but she promised that when she finished doing it, she would marry one of the suitors. But by night, she unpicks the nation so that she never has to marry one of them because she believes that one day Odysseus will return. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we were talking about Matt Hancock. Well, I mean, I'm just laughing <laughs> yeah. about the idea that, you know, you have the, the, the spool of what was once a great nation completely unpicked until it's fallen to pieces. It's just thread on the floor. And upon that pile is written... Hat Mancock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now on that's the a hat I would wear. These words <laughs> and while liberal ideas defeated it both- was originally <laughs> Helmet Mancock, but they changed it to Ellis Island. <laughs> and while liberal ideas defeated both fascism and communism in the last century, well, the ideas they st- yeah. no, they stormed the beaches with books and arguments, and they just, just screwed on D Day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's like an alternative universe where like Matt Hancock was like the opposite of Lord Hawhaw, like being played in Germany, like just advancing ideas like, gosh, what if we all just got along and opened a business? <laughs> <laughs> and Nazi Germany gave up. They're like, <laughs> we will never compete with this. Yeah, liberal. But that's, that is the liberal idea. That's the only liberal idea that at him and by extension his wing of the Tory party the mm. pro-business moderate Tories that's the only idea they seem to have is what if we did more businesses yeah and that's the idea that defeated fascism was uh, you can make an app for anything yeah. Spotify premium defeated fascism and communism yeah. and communism also yeah both ideas at no point was any material force involved no, absolutely not. Didn't happen. No, it was uh, it the was D- delivery. <laughs> it was once everyone saw that the D this- Day landings was a delivery. <laughs> it was a very big order. Yeah, it's once once everyone saw that you would eventually get delivery under this system, the others just naturally collapsed. Well, I mean, so, they were just inferior. The delivery was, you know, it was it was based on weight and not by what you ordered. You know, people would be carrying around these hundred kilogram sacks of dinner. I mean, it just couldn't happen. <laughs> it wasn't going to work. Who could dinner. forget Band of Burger Brothers? So, one of the best series. So I refuse to be the leader offering simplistic or populist solutions to such profound changes. Solutions to change. Very good, Matt. Fire your speechwriter. Instead, I offer an emotionally charged platform to improve lives that is rooted, rooted in objective facts. Are we feeling emotionally charged? Wow. Is, is he a logic guy? Uh, no, he's not. That's just weird then. I mean, like, okay, what facts is he talking no, about? No, it's that he, he is... It's not that he's a logic guy. It's that he is a charming simpleton. If anything, we've proved that he isn't. Yeah. So, for example, he one of his objective facts are um, you can get a pizza really fast. Or any any movie you want is available on demand. Have you seen The Expendables? Awesome! It's got all the stars. You, you, you start to see why. No, his in mom the doesn't ages, let him watch that. It's too mature. <laughs> you, you start to see why people tolerated oafs. You just had like a village oaf. Gosh, I've just watched this fantastic new film called Lilo and Stitch. You should check it out. <laughs> just jingling around the village. <laughs> 
We conservatives have always been at our best when we are driven by optimistic liberal values. Again, but 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 what about the surges of support that the Conservative Party has enjoyed following, say, uh, the speeches of Enoch Powell or the flyers that quote, "If you want a colored person for your neighbor, vote vote Labor, vote Conservative if you're already burdened with one." What about that? Is optimistic and liberal? Uh, I mean, liberal in the sense that property is supreme. Yeah. They're yeah, down with that they shit. Were like, hey, yeah. you Especially should, um, when that property is human true. beings in the Caribbean. That's true. The Conservative Party were like, you should you should vote Labour and get a more interesting neighbour. That's what we're saying. <laughs> you know? Well, fair play to them. They do give you more interesting neighbours. We'll give them that. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. So, and hey, look, there is actually a real shortage of donor blood in this country. So if the rivers were actually made of blood, in a lot of ways, that would help us out. <laughs> Especially if it were O positive. I mean, look, let's 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 be perfectly honest here. I mean, everyone deserves to have their turn at the whip hand. All right. Sometimes it's going to be a white person. Sometimes it's going to be a black person. But yeah. everyone gets their turn, and that's what we everyone believe in the society. Yeah. The oh my goodness, Enoch, Enoch, Enoch Powell, two K nineteen, rebooted by Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock, I think, legitimately doesn't know that the Conservative Party ever overtly aligned itself uh, with these kinds of things instead of what it does now which is covertly align itself with them well, I think he genuinely thinks it's it's just always been a, a party about startups gosh what's the Mau Mau is that a startup <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ yes we they created really this business camp for the Mau Mau to help them with their startups I mean in the, in the grand scheme of things you know like the the, the Malays just wanted to do business and the communists didn't want to let them. So we just figured, hey, you know, if the communists all have their own villages that we force them to live in with barbed wire around them, then mm. they can do their own business. Look, I've checked into this and I'm pretty sure that a concentration camp is a sort of camp where you get together and you concentrate. It's a bit like an incubator. We should have more of them. <laughs> get this right. Get this right, he says, with energy oh and ideas and vision, and we can yet again be at the vanguard, a model for others to follow, and turn the next decade into the soaring 20s for the people of Britain. Oh, yes, the 20s. A, a great, famously a great reference good decade. Yeah, yeah, we want to echo that one. Nothing bad happened in the 20s. Yes, just, <laughs> just around it. Yeah. Uh, uh, our 1920s trash future podcast is just most of us got killed in the Great War. The 20s is when you could just be an unqualified surgeon who was on ether the whole time giving <laughs> women backstreet abortions. I believe in people. I'm a pro-business politician because backing business is about backing people. What is a business but people coming together to create solutions for one another's problems and solving them so well they're prepared to pay you for the effort? Yeah, that's a polycule. <laughs> <laughs> people coming together to create solutions to other people's problems and if you don't create solutions to those problems, you'll starve. And no one's obligated to create any solutions to your problems unless they can profit off of you and put you closer to starvation yourself. I, 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 I want to be able to see business this way. I want to be able to see society in the way he sees it. Yeah, so well, you, the well, you just Hancock pay the that. business because you're, you're happy at how well they're solving your problem. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this because, I mean, on one hand, we could make the argument that we are a business. You know, we, we mm. run a podcast, people pay us for bonus content, we rent a studio. We're just but, guys who get together and solve our problems. But everything about <laughs> our existence is contingent on something that could be taken away at any moment because if Patreon's new investor that's Jared Kushner's brother decides to just fuck everyone, close the platform or change things to the point where we can't make money, no business. If this this place, they lose their 
sweetheart lease from the NHS and they can't fucking rent it out anymore, then we have to actually pay lo- real run- London real estate prices. Business is fucked. And it's one of those things where it's like, we don't have a problem with commerce. It's nice to be able to do things. You know, It's nice to work for yourself. But when you control zero of like the major aspects of it, if all of it is contingent on chance, if all of it is contingent on, you know, well, as long as no disasters happen, I might be able to make enough money to survive. That doesn't really put a lot of confidence in things. And in Britain, it just seems to me that, I mean, there's this big thing that's kind of threatening business in the sense that they want to, businesses typically want to invest. And they're sort of like, are we going to be investing in things that are suddenly going to be at huge markups because of fucking tariffs? Because you guys decide you want to do racism so badly that you fucking put yourself on the worst trading terms in the world. And this podcast is actually a workers' cooperative. Well, actually, that's the thing. Like what Matt Hancock is describing is a workers' cooperative. It's people getting together to solve common problems. But he's describing 0.1 percent of the economy as though it is, as though it is basically the whole economy. Because again, he's a labradoodle, yeah. and he just he just sees these things being just, just groups of friends getting together and hanging out. Yeah, he learned about businesses and what a business is from podcasts. In many ways, a business is just sniffing each other's butts. Yeah, it, it's what it is. It's, it's yeah, the Foxconn, the Foxconn factory is just a group of friends that has a lot of depressed people in it. But I, I think about this though. I mean, like, there's a part of me that, in seriousness, you know, doing this, where like the amount of money that we make, we invest in things, we buy more gear, you know, we do stuff to, like make the, the the show better. It is kind of weird when you watch, like, oh wow, like we actually make money. That's not it's not my personal money. It's biz- money that we've earned and we spend it. And, like you can see how business mm-hmm. has a sort of generative aspect, how commerce is a generative aspect. But it's like to look at the the current state of this country and be like, oh, we just need more commerce. We just need more capitalism. That'll fix our problems. Like you have to be completely. You, you have to be either, you know. A portfolio holder who cho- who stands to benefit greatly from this, or be completely out of your depth. Mm. And National like, you, podcasting service. <laughs> if you've only ever seen business because it's just like you've you've given weird, like algorithmically generated speeches at business conferences, but you never actually done anything involved in business. This is the kind of perspective yeah, you'd have. He mm. is. That's precisely it. He's a business enthusiast. Yeah. Well, um, Matt Hancock has that like naive energy that is like the most fundamental thing of being British, of just thinking that like everything will be fine. Uh-huh. Like I was talking to a mate of mine the other night. He's actually a Remain guy, but who was advancing the opinion to me that like, well, probably if we have a no deal Brexit, nothing will really change. And I'm like, no, it will be Mad Max. And he's like, no, but why would it be? And I'm like, well, because like literally every regulation and import law and like a deal that we currently have would literally overnight just cease to exist. So of course it'll be Mad Max for at least a month. Like the, nothing is crossing the border for like at least three days because no one knows what the fuck the rule would be for bringing it into like, but people are just like, oh, it's Britain, it'll be fine. Like that's not how it works. It's going to be fucking mental. This is the problem when, when, when you, have, when you are, are coming off the, of a globe-bestriding empire, you've basically, kept, you've basically done like, what, one more line of empire sort of early on with, the fi- with finance capitalism. Rack and, me up a line of empire, And baby. now you're starting to come down and the bag is empty. You mm. don't fully understand the hangover that's about to hit you. Editors, know, we know nothing about this. No. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. We would uh, it was a bag of uh, herbs. Parody. Yeah. Herbs Parody. spices. Parody, parody. Um, so he, he concludes the speech. In the 2020s, we'll win the case for capitalism, offering higher pay with the conservatives, not higher taxes under labor. Some people say we'll need a famous face, but after all the bitterness and rancor of the past few years, we've got to move forward. I'm fed up with the rancor. Damn, he's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you can do the job is if you know your heart and what the values are that you're fighting for. And, and be I yourself know. and have fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> Homeward Bound 4, starring Matt Hancock. <laughs> and I know, with every fiber of my being, that our beloved country needs a leader not just for now, but for the future. And I am ready. So let's move forward together. How does he not win? Incredible. Why couldn't he have won? He, that is the most- I'm legitimately yeah. bummed that he's out. I'm, I'm crying, openly. Like I'm, I am actually legitimately bummed. I wanted more of this. I wanted, yeah. I wanted Matt Hancock to color in his vision of what the world could be. But very it's, literally in a book, like with crayons. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the vision I had of the world when I was nine, and I want to go back to that. <laughs> and I want him to take me back to make me feel like I was nine again. Yeah, he, and he's, like, he's never grappled with like the concept of you know when you're like nine or ten, you realize everyone's gonna die. He never he has had not that. realized that. No, yeah. he's no feeling, feeling proper shit, just want him back. No, Matt Hancock <laughs> has never even learned long division. Like, he's still on addition. He just thinks it all keeps adding. Yeah. Nothing can be taken away. That's how it works. It just gets <sighs> bigger. And but, instead, you know, I mean, we're going to get this guy who just uh, does racist poetry slams. Yeah. And that's he the is, thing. He is the best of them because the others, the others are all evil. Whereas, like, the, like Tories exists on a spectrum of it, that ranges from like full evil to full incompetent, and Matt Hancock is just full incompetent. Like, yeah. there's not, a, there's not an evil bone in his body. He just like doesn't, he doesn't understand anything, well, and I mean, that's why a he's a Tory. Can a dog be evil? Can a dog truly no, be evil? There's no, he's like a no, police there's, dog. There's no such thing as a bad dog. Only bad owners. If Matt <laughs> Hancock, <laughs> guy for Matt Hancock. Yeah. If Matt, no, we the Labour Party needs to adopt Matt Hancock and begin to socialize him back into real society. <laughs> uh, owners of dangerous breeds such as Matt Hancock's. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like Matt Hancock's out, so you know, the Tory leadership race sucks again. Mm. And Boris is going to win when he wins, and the Conservative MPs. They're telling everybody in the entire country, except yeah. for like them and their close friends, that they don't matter. And that they and their close friends get to do whatever it is that they want. This was Trash Futures Heroin, World Cup for cocaine. like Yeah, but yeah. like they're also telling like the Muslim women is their place to be society's punching bags and like LGBT people that their rights just aren't as important. And they're just telling more and more people that they're impoverished because they suck and just accept your fate and hurry up and die because this is the world that we, the conservative party, are making for ourselves. Like, it, 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 you can feel the contempt that they have for basically everyone. Like, when they lit up the Palace of Westminster Green to pay respects to the residents of Grenfell. When most of them are still unhoused and there's a family still living in a hotel. Yeah, Green, well, I mean, like I, the color of the smoke coming off that cladding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying that they should have covered it with the same cladding as a cost saving measure. <laughs> to really live down to it. So, you know. Setting the Houses of Parliament on fire. It's also kind of amazing because. <laughs> That's the Matt Hancock idea. Like, yeah. what could be a more fitting trippy? <laughs> I mean, also, something I point out too is. You know, the whole story. Like, I dug into this because I was arguing with somebody, with a friend of mine about this. And. I didn't realize that one of the aspects, I mean, I knew about them picking the non-fire retardant cladding for Grenfell just because it was cheaper, but they only wound up saving like 5,000 pounds. Yeah. And the reason why this happened was because the borough of Kensington and Chelsea opted to create a like housing maintenance corporation uh, that would then basically, so they, they could, they could, they could privatize all of the maintenance and social housing in the borough. And so that corporation and its board of directors made the decision or whomever their officer was for that made the decision. They're like, oh yeah, save 5,000 pounds. And then now- Name of um, Rock Fielding Mellon, who in the aftermath of the fire went down to like a stately home in the West Country. So Amazing. 
Yeah, gosh, nice guy. Just Matt Hancock like making that decision. Like, gosh, well, I was going to put on this fire on this fire cladding, but it says here that it's retardant. That can't be good. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna slide into Riley's comic book club mode for a second. Um, which is that, like, if if you understand what what commodity fetishism is, well, commodity fetishism is a lot of things, but one of the things it does subscribe to my private snap <laughs> is <laughs> is it obscures all the relationships that go into making something. So when you look at a mango, you just see a mango, and it just has a certain value, and you just exchange uh, money, which you don't really think of as representing your labor for the oh, value of that the, mango. The other kind of fetishism. Yes, the boring yes, kind. the other okay. kind of the boring kind, and so with, but it's. And, and you don't really understand, or it's obscured behind the fact that you're just purchasing a mango, that the the value of that mango has been determined by the amount of work that went into it, and much of that work being exploitative and compulsory and um, well, abusive. And so when we say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, what we mean is, in making a purchase you're enabling that chain to happen. because But you just see yourself as buying a mango, and that's the power of the commodity, is you see the mango rather than the exploitation. And so when you privatize the maintenance of a tower block, what you're essentially doing is is, is you are creating a fetish, and this the fetish in this case, rather than being the commodity, is something like fiscal predicitude or whatever, around... Um, around essentially putting the lives of these real people at risk and mo- and what the pro what as much as we say Matt Hancock is a uh, a lovable labrador i mean all he's doing is this same thing where is he is just creating a much happier um com- not commodity necessarily but the same fetishized like budgetary report or whatever around the cheapening of the lives of everybody so he sucks and it's good that he's gone uh, but at least and, he was more fun than Boris. And mangoes are fucking cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what the Conservative Party was intended to do. It's what it always did. Cancel mangoes? When <laughs> 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 in the Industrial Revolution, it was the Conservative Party that was keeping, that was trying to make sure children stayed at looms. And it was also the Conservative Party that was Wait, trying- what? The children aren't at the looms anymore? Where are they? <laughs> that's Milo, what, that's what happened to the fabric of society. That's yeah, how it got kids, unpicked. The small children weren't weaving it anymore. Yeah. Right? So- but that's what they're going to do. Your children aren't weaving. They're becoming trans. And so, <laughs> and so, of course, what they're going to do is they are going to continue to remake society in this venal, cruel, and stupid image and tell most of us that we fundamentally don't matter and we should just die because our lives aren't worth anything. <sighs> Damn, you just fucking killed the Labrador, Riley. You just <laughs> smote him. You know, oh yeah, yeah, old Yeller died, but you didn't have to kill this cute one. <laughs> fought so uh, hard, it came so far, but in the end, it didn't even matter. I bummed myself out again. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about Think Spot? Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. Do you want to do you want to hit the Think Spot? <laughs> Damn. Are you touching the idea think store? Spot, Riley? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the ideas. I'm ready to go go the to spot. the. Does it exist or is it an anatomical myth? No. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the downstairs idea store to get my think spot stimulated. Oh. <laughs> pay pay a fifty pound tip. <laughs> is that is that a secret back room at Bergheim? So think spot. Think spot. We are. We gotta. We gotta get. We gotta get through this think spot stuff. Who wants Damn. to get their think spot touched? Uh, so, think of my think spot, Riley. ThinkSpot is described in its own website as a collaborative community where individuals can explore and exchange ideas in a thoughtful and respectful manner. Racist Mensa. <laughs> the platform is an intellectual pra- playground for censorship-free discourse. Damn. So finally, 
Finally, the world can hear you, the, uh, your opinions on, on ephebophilia. <laughs> the most rational kind of philia to have. Yeah, racist yeah. Mensa. Just more racist than actual Mensa somehow. So, basically, <laughs> all the math problems you have to do to get in are just like, if you have seven gollywogs and Sally has 15, <laughs> how, how, how come she has gollywogs? She has to give them to you as your as her husband. <laughs> <laughs> You're the head of the household. Uh, yeah, it's basically a Twitter Patreon combination created by Jordan Peterson because he's pretty sure that his ah, posts Twatreon. are get- <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty sure that his posts are getting suppressed. Um, I, it's one of my favorite things. It's like the uh, the when someone takes so seriously the idea that their te- that their terrible posts are getting made fun of and not getting very many likes because of some grand tech co- tech company conspiracy that they invest a ton of their own money into starting up a new business <laughs> that, that gets me every time so good um so how it actually works is it's yeah it's actually not a twitter clone it's a reddit clone with a mm. patreon function built in peterson said that freedom was quote the central aspect saying once you're on our platform, we won't take you down unless we're ordered to by a U.S. court of law. We won't right. take you down unless we have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a U.S. Steven court of Seagal. admiralty law only. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I just, <laughs> you, you said it was one of your favorite things, and all I could think of was the Christmas song, except it's like, racist Canadians playing with string. These are a few of my favorite things. Uh, that's Stefan Molyneux. I'm just obsessed with uh, like but Jordan uh, Peterson's also kind of racist, isn't no, he? He's he Canadian, is, but I think Stefan Jordan Peterson doesn't play with string. Jordan Peterson doesn't play with anything. He works with ideas, whereas Stefan Molyneux does he, a cat's cradle and is like, "Let's see someone from Africa do this." You don't understand <laughs> the string on as many levels as he does. Yeah, you don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm just like, imagining like this content platform that's governed by the law of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein is like finally <laughs> <laughs> waiting for something to invest in. <laughs> yeah, we're in desperate need for a platform that doesn't arbitrarily decide to throw people off because of random crowd mentality. Random. Meh. I hate it when my racism gets censored. Yeah, it's not uh, fair. That's the other thing. It's not censorship. It's either it's doing actual like the, when you when Twitter does kick take someone off for hate speech, which is like I don't Never. know a per, a percent of the time that they do it for like calling a blue tick a bitch. Yeah, and it's 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 rare, and it's almost it's it's invariably it's done only after it's either done because the right wing brigades people. Or it's done after a massive outcry, and it always they're always dragging their heels about it. Yeah, mm. like then getting if, rid of if, Milo. If Graham Linehan like goes after a celebrity, he's finished. But <laughs> until then, so everyone follow Alice. That's how you. That's how, yes. we have to get Alice famous enough that you can finally get Graham Linehan <laughs> thrown off Twitter. I'm never going to be hot enough to be Monroe Bergdorf, but the posts will be much better. Graham Linehan just like finally completely loses it and ends up getting taken off Twitter for insisting that Ellen DeGeneres is a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, don't remember, Milo, we can always tell. Podcast reality bending powers. This is going to happen now. Was like, that your McGruff the crime dog? No, was? it's the, it's something that terms <laughs> always say. McGruff the transfer. No, no, just, just a sore throat. It's, Jesus. It's, it's something that 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 terms always say before then saying a cisgender woman is clearly trans because she mm. has a short haircut. Ah, classic. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, I'm now I'm I'm interested in the idea of McGruff the crime dog, except it's going around like. Investigating whether or not people are trans. Yeah, McTurf the crime dog. Titania McGruff the crime dog. Ah, fun. 
In situations so, like these, you need to pull their pants down just to make sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Um, so, uh, here's, here, here's what I find most interesting about ThinkSpot. McGruff the look at your hog. That's, anyway. that's a reach. That's a, yeah, that's well, a, that's what he's doing. That's, Reaching. A, that's, that's a reach and a half there, Yoga Master Milo. Um, so, here is how moderation works. The minimum comment length is 50 words. <laughs> Cursed. So, Burn it. <laughs> so you're gonna have to put thought into it, Peterson so said. So basically, no, a sentence won't. and then the N word 47 times. <laughs> screw, screw Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they uh, they all think being verbose is the same thing as being smart, and it's gonna be like that forever. Well, it's the look. We talk about how this right, like Titania McGrath is is not a funny character. Mostly, she like. Andrew Doyle has basically one joke, and he just sort of stretches it into article length multiple different times and you know his boomer friends clap like a herd of trained seals and i mean it's so it, it, it so the, they're not being funny but they think because no one's laughing at them that everyone must be must be triggered and so they have to have their own safe space where they're mm. going to be able to post short essays about like you know skull shape or whatever so that people won't get triggered by their terrible opinions and what always strikes me is that there are a lot of people making comedy that is talked about as extremely problematic, like mm. the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast, for example, that is, was for most of its life, genuinely very funny. And this is just a group of people who are now starting business, basically, or starting businesses around their shared social value of jerking each other off. I mean, if Matt Hancock wants to, like... Look at oh, a business story party. Yeah, if Matt Hancock <laughs> wants to back to dildos. Yeah, <laughs> if Matt Hancock wants to look at a business that's started by a bunch of people because they share some core value in common, look no further than ThinkSpot because it has the commercial viability of a rotting squid. They always talk about like we're gonna go off and start our own club because they've done this similarly with what Patreon and like even Gab to some extent. Oh, this is just mm. Gab. And this stuff always winds up failing because they because they complain people end up announcing mass shootings on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say, have like, 50 words or more. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it Yo, guys, we're going to release the location closer to the time of the event, but if you could click <laughs> attending, that would really support us. <laughs> it 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 facilitates the production of, of long manifestos so people think through their mass shootings. Oh, it's mm. the printing press. <laughs> so uh, to close this out, um, I've got this reading that I've been, I've been sitting on for a while. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited mm. to share it with all of you. Uh, it's from The Spectator, uh, um, a newspaper sign? of note. The paper of record. Remember, it's one of these places, actually, um, where... Um, far right-wing voices can't get published uh, to a national audience, which is what makes stuff like ThinkSpot necessary. Uh, otherwise, you know, you'd need papers like The Spectator, which don't exist. Anyway, uh, but the article is... It's, there are two kinds of Spectator articles. There's one kind where it's like, in praise of the Wehrmacht, an article they actually wrote. Which and is then just the other open. one is, my wife and I hate each other. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. There are two kinds of articles. This is very much the second kind of article. Oh, yeah. good. Th no, there's also a third kind, which is like, my wife and I hate each other, and also black people. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we bond over our hatred of black people. Um, so it was written by Cressida Connolly. No, fuck off. It wasn't. That's, it, a, that's a busy town-ass name right there. It is, in fact, the uh, widow of A.A. A. Gill, the former enfant terrible of British food journalism before Giles Corrin. A.A. Mm. A. Gill is who Giles Corrin is trying to be. 
Yeah. Uh, who I actually met A.A. Gill once. He was a very nice man. Uh, yeah. down to, very down to earth and very funny. Riley's name drop corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not to so. be confused with A.A. Milne. Very different guy. <laughs> Cressida Connolly. Cressida <laughs> Connolly writes, The upsides of dementia. Forgetfulness can be a blessing. <laughs> what? Amazing. <laughs> and it, I love how it opens. Dementia gets a lot of flack. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Dementia is cancelled. Dementia gets a lot of flack, but it has its advantages. That damn Alzheimer's UK and their ACAC guns. <laughs> <laughs> and these advantages are not inconsiderable. At a time of life when moving around can be difficult, little things can entertain you and then entertain you again. Like jangling keys. And again. <laughs> A friend's mother. Wait, so the thing is, is that you can just like watch the whole of Game of Thrones every day because you've like forgotten it exists. <laughs> yes, just being disappointed <laughs> every day. No, that's the thing. Yes, like you've done the thing where by making a joke, you've accidentally predicted one of the major premises of the article. Oh, good. oh wow! Wait, so this is a woman who's clearly had a full frontal lobotomy. <laughs> Who's suggesting that what would really be good would be to have dementia? <laughs> Actually, because oh, people good with dementia are forgetful, but they're not this stupid. <laughs> a friend's mother adored racing, so one year he recorded the derby for her, and she watched it every afternoon, never knowing what horse would win. Imagine but, thinking uh, that's good and not I like. I thought the you most were about to say a friend's poignant. mother adored racism. Well, probably. <laughs> too. Yeah. And yeah. she had to. She got to forget that they'd taken the gollywogs off the jam. <laughs> that's she like, painted that's, gollywogs and everything Jesus in her house. Though, that's so fucking grim. That's like something they'd put in a thing for a charity where for only two pounds a day you can get something else on her TV. No, but that's the. You can she get just, her addicted to real ass horse heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the dementia go away. She just loves it. She loves watching the same horse race again. I can't help but sort of be reminded a little bit of the. Of the Matt Hancock enthusiasm for business generally that you just get from going to business conferences. Mm. It's the same sort of just loving to see the same thing again and again, never really inventing anything, kind of just being happy watching the world go by again with your mouth open staring directly at the sun. My grandmother has dementia and she loves this Amstrad emailer phone. <laughs> she uses it to call her dead relatives. <laughs> when, when you get old enough, you just turn into a labradoodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get old enough, you become Matt Hancock and you get made a cabinet secretary. It's, it's coming for all of us then. We don't have to be <laughs> jealous of him because someday we'll all be that happy. Exactly. <laughs> old quarrels are forgotten. My father-in-law spent the past 50 years being cross with my saintly husband. Hates whom my he was wife articles. <laughs> yes. With, it, with whom he was in a farming partnership. Now he's all sweetness and light. He was livid when we proposed a few years ago. Wait, hang on. They were business partners, but they also hated each other. No, that's a Tory thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and I farming, hate your, too. I that's... hate your new husband, but as a, as a Tory father, I must enter into business with him. That's an Emmerdale plot line. Wait, hang on a second. Didn't she say that they were in a farming business together? Yes, mm. her father... But her wait, father but her husband was A.A. Gill, the food critic. Yes. He had a side hustle in farms, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> he had a whole vill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So that's 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 the thing. It's all, it's all. That's the great thing about dementia. It's the only thing that will stop you hating everyone in your life and in your family. Also, that is so untrue because, like, my father's father was a real piece of shit and had always hated my mother. And then he got really bad dementia. And the only thing he clearly remembered was how much he hated my mother. That was like one of the few things he hung on to. <laughs> like even to the point where he couldn't really remember what day of the week it was. The fact that my mother was a bitch. Oh boy, did he remember that. <laughs> 
it's, it's like the like the ultimate the ultimate um life mode of the author of or subject of a spectator article is i'm a sw- i'm a swivel-eyed psychopath who hates everyone i've ever met I pray for the sweet release of a lobotomy or dementia or death. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was the 50s when my husband could just lobotomize me for hysteria when I found out about his mistress. (laughs) For the adult children of dementia sufferers too, the condition offers lots of perks. My large adult sons will benefit. (laughs) For for one, you don't have to feel guilty if you don't go and see your parents all the time. (laughs) Wow. 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 These people are literally lizards from the moon, aren't they? <laughs> They're literally like, well, morality is this human construct. It makes them weak. What if you make your grandmother unaware that you have not visited? Then is it not the same as having visited? <laughs> this from- is the worst elder abuse since Mike Gravel's twist. <laughs> <laughs> Far from drumming their fingers, waiting for the family to phone or visit, the demented seem perfectly happy the just demented. sitting in a chair. <laughs> a, <dark laughs> a, demented. a sequel to The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just went a fucking old folks home. <laughs> they just seem perfectly just. They're just sitting in a chair, looking at the wall. This is the highest. This is the They've highest. They've achieved to which, Buddha nature. Yeah. This is the highest mm. to which the, spec- the spectator person can aspire it's, for their life to it's be. It's actually yeah. blackpilled. They have, like, lost all worldly attachments. Yeah. Wait, so if this article was Matt Hancock, it would be give the demented ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Having the retentive capacity of a goldfish means they will lose track of time. Wait, she actually says of a goldfish. Yes, she does. Incredible. Wow. Uh, a micro visit is just as good as an hour or two. When I went to visit an elderly friend who'd lost her marbles, her face lit <laughs> up at the sight of me. As I brought her a new packet of marbles. <laughs> Aren't you a bit old for marbles, and I then, said. And then she went and put that packet of marbles in the fridge with dozens of other packets of marbles. As huge boxes of ham lay rotting on the mantelpiece. <laughs> uh, and I thought, this is bliss. Um... Her face lit up at the sight of me. I was so pleased, but pretty soon she stood up and said, well, that was nice, signaling that our time was over. I've been with her for fewer than three minutes. If you write for the spectator, even a person with dementia is just like, fuck off after three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) She knew knew how long it had been. She just didn't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending to have dementia so that your annoying spectator writing children don't visit you. Some dementia sufferers experience vivid hallucinations. An old boy I was very fond of confided in me that he was having the most marvelous time because wherever he went, he was attended by a large retinue of comely Turkish women. (laughs) 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 That is the most spectator-ass hallucination. Like, how much laudanum do you have to have taken over the course of your life? That is is going to be Rory Stewart in later life. <laughs> I'm is- attended to by a valet and a uh, sort of uh, a, 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 a <laughs> eunuch. Can I say incidentally that I just love Rory Pasha, and I hope he wins now that Matt Hancock uh, is out. Oh man, Rory Rory Stewart is like the most Dumbledore's army motherfucker. Like he just <laughs> says like he is just gonna get like beaten to shit by Boris Johnson. Like when he was like, well, if Boris Johnson tries to do a No Deal Brexit, we'll hold our own parliament across the street. We're gonna build our own treehouse, and you can't come. It's like fuck off. You're an adult. <laughs> you used to be in the army. <laughs> like, like what the fuck? Muppet. 
You walked across Afghanistan. Did they not murder you because they felt sorry for you? Like, what the fuck? Honestly. Like, I'm going to start my own Taliban and you guys can't come. Like, this guy has a brain made of fucking soup. Uh, uh, and not the good kind. Um... <laughs> Also, the, oh, the, the comely Turkish women thing, like just it's the, the highest thing you could hope for your life. Is you always walk around with a rock hard erection because you're hallucinating a belly dancer. It's very and like it's very like Giles, Corin, you Andrew, Lilikovic. You can just do drugs. <laughs> Oh my god. That's a Giles Corrin article right there. I, I love going to this Turkish restaurant in Kentish Town because of all the comely women that work there. <laughs> maybe maybe they look, look. I now that Matt Hang Matt Matt Hancock's out, he's shown us what we can aspire to. And what we can aspire to is to try to have the brain of a Labrador before nature gives us the brain of a Labrador, when we still have the bodies to enjoy it. Matt Hancock's gone to the big brainstorming session in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> a business oh, dream. I think that uh, that'll about do it for us today, though. Here at Trash Future Farms. Love oh, to um, operate a farming partnership. Pepperidge Farm no longer remembers because it's got dementia. <laughs> we're, 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 we're all, all going to lobotomize ourselves so we too can be as happy as Matt Hancock. Mm. Um, per usual, we have a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. Five bucks a month. You get a second episode every week of our If you've silliness. got dementia, subscribe to it every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anything stop you. It helps us out. Also, uh, announcing uh, a new new live date. Uh, we are going to Birmingham Transformed on the 8th of August. Uh, so come to that. Come to Birmingham Transformed. Uh, come see us. It starts on the 9th, but we're doing the opening event on the evening of the 8th sort of similar to a bristol transformed yeah and also don't forget on the 10th of august uh trash future live at the fucking fringe we've already sold seven tickets for that so that's going pretty well Damn. uh there's like there's like 60 spaces so get 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 buying them 10 percent tickets dang sold. tickets well exactly. for an event um also uh t-shirts the new trash future t-shirts we have tweeted about this i think it was in the episode notes last time we haven't like officially announced it if you would like our new trash future t-shirts which say what if your phone was the cops on the back uh please uh, send an email to trash podcast at gmail.com with your size and address and whether or not you're a patreon subscriber and we'll send you a payment link they're 20 pounds plus postage for uh regular listeners and 15 pounds plus postage for patreon subscribers so, if you want to get a shirt and you want to subscribe to the Patreon, do both now. Yeah. Matt Hancock, this is a business idea that was inspired by you. From us in Trash Future Studios, thanks for listening, and whatever drink you have in your hand, pour a little out for our boy.